Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TixFlix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TixFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TixFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want and BAM! It's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts and more with TixFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TixFlix. That's TixFlix.com. T-I-X-D-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Jay. Hi, Danny. Um, welcome to Horns Up. Throw those horns up today. Indeed, indeed. It is a Friday, and we mm-hmm. have four albums to get to today. Yep. Are you excited? I am, actually. Um, I'm pretty excited, because two of the albums I liked, and two of the albums I'm lukewarm on. Lukewarm. That's a way to put it. Okay. Yeah, I'm lukewarm on two of the albums. Um, Your suggestions, I was lukewarm on. Mm, Of course. Okay. We'll get into that, I'm sure. Yes, we'll get into that and we'll get into all the great stuff we normally get into. Um, Lord and Liber on tour now. Um, The closest they're coming is to Atlantic City. I forget mm-hmm. when. Um, I can look it up here. Sorry, I didn't have all my stuff put up. Put up. That's fine. Um, they're coming to Atlantic City on June seventh. All right, that's good. <clears throat> and then they're coming to Allentown at the Great Allentown Fair on eight twenty-seven. No date here. Mm. Okay. And they're t- touring with live. It's going to be like the 25th anniversary of 16 Stone and Throwing Copper. Two albums I will have you listen to. Okay. And we talked last week about tours. Um, Black Keys are going on a tour. They're coming to the Wells Fargo Center mm-hmm. in October. All right. With Modest Mouse. Ooh, Modest Mouse. That's interesting. Yeah, it's October 14th, 2019. All And there's a whole bunch of concerts coming up, including, including, a, and the Met has a bunch of concerts. Gary <laughs> yeah, and apparently Steely Dan announced a residency at the Met Philadelphia. Yeah, for three nights. I know. It's like, uh, all right. Yeah, they're doing three different albums. I believe. I know Asia's one of them. That's one I'm going to revisit at some point. Rolling Stones at the Lane, Coed and Cambria and Mastodon. There's a whole bunch of shows coming. Oh, yeah. Um, to the area's um, um, venues. So... I'm very much looking forward to seeing a couple of those. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, the three-night stand at the Met, November 6th, 8th, and 9th. Oof. Oh, boy. They're playing a- Asia on November 6th, Nacho mm-hmm. on November 8th, and The Greatest Hits on November 9th. Wow, that's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, and I believe Peter Frampton's coming on his farewell tour as well. Oh, boy. And Breaking Benjamin's coming with Chevelle in Three Days Grace with Dorothy and Diamante. Yeah. Some of those were names I recognized. The rest of you were speaking Greek. Yes. But you won't be thinking of Greek when we talk about these albums. Which no. album do you want to start out with? I Can we start off one of your picks? Yes. Yes. Because I enjoyed both of these albums immensely. Yeah. Can we go ahead and just get the one out of the way that before I changed the ratings, I was a little lukewarm on, and that was Meliora. Meliora, and you changed the rating. I was like, holy crap, you really like this. I did. After considerations, like, okay, I see where they were going with it. It was just one of those things where I had just started getting sick when I first started, when I first heard the album. Because I got that nasty head and chest cold with a sore throat. Yeah, and then you... We're going to revisit albums, too. It's oh, really... heck yeah, we're going to revisit albums. And I really liked it upon further reflection, I think, is where I was going with it. Yeah, I think 4. I 4.9 like... out of 5, 9.8 out of 10. 8.8 out of 10 for me. 9.8 out, out of 10. Mine was. Mm, yeah, yours was 8.8 out of 10, yeah. Yeah, and 4.4. I, I feel like there was some good stuff in here. Once you get past, once I got past the fact that this wasn't my first Ghost album, it was fine. Right. So let's go track by track. Spirit. I love this song. <laughs> it was pretty good. I mean, this is partly where I started was I was starting to go, what in the world am I doing here? <laughs> Yeah, you, I was I was lost at first. You were lost at first. You, you weren't expecting this sound from Ghost. It, it was a big uh, bombastic sound. Mm-hmm. And and I love that this album's different than Perkel, of course. Oh yes, it is very different from Perkel. The solo is cool. I love I love from the Pinnacle to the Pit. I love that song. Um, I mm-hmm. that song five out of five. There, Superior got a four point five out of five. All right. Cerise. Again, track names aren't doing much for me because I was pretty lost in the early going here. Three. Number three. Hmm. It's the third track. It's the six-minute track. Oh, this was the really long one. I'm like going, oh, my God. Can this end, please? Oh, you didn't like this one as much. No. For me, it was a six-minute song. It should have been about four minutes. I understand that, but I like I like the Ghost Long songs because it, I felt this album was very engaging. All right, I can see why you would find it engaging, but for me, there were certain points where I'm just like, it started going over my head, or I was getting disconnected with okay, it. Okay, I I understand. For- so maybe a re on a revisit, 
down the road, it'll be fine. Yeah. Number four, Spucksnot. That was the transition track after Cerise and He Is. That's, that was actually pretty good. The instrumental track was really good. Yeah, that's a pretty good track. He Is. I love this song. I might have to remember which one P.A.'s was. Number fifth. The fifth song. All right. He is. He's the shining and the light. Ah. Oh, that one. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, with the infectious chorus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I really enjoyed that. Um, Bombi Dust is a, what they like to call a heavy motherfucker. <laughs> I can kind of see that one. This is where I started getting back into it a little bit. Yeah, I, I love Mommy Dust. Um, I like the growl, death, almost death metal. <clears throat> Sorry. It's okay. I love the almost growl, death metal vocal in Mommy Dust. Mm-hmm. Um, that was six track. Seven track was Majesty. Nice riff. It was a good riff, if I remember right. Yeah. There's the harmonies on the record on all tracks. Um, the organs and keys are really profound in the mix. And almost like mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah, it was very, very keyboardy. Very keyboardy. Maybe. Yeah, it was. Devil Church, was, which was another organ interlude. The organ interlude was really good. Yes, I, I really enjoyed that. Then we had... The band kicks in and it's nice. Absolution. I love this song. Mm-hmm. Five out of five song for me. Um, and then Deus and Absentia, the final track before we mm-hmm. get to the EP. Did you listen to the EP? I listened to the whatever the bonus track was, bonus disc was. Yeah. 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 That was the EP. Um, mm-hmm. Four out of five for me. Deus and Absentia. And that one was a very good one, but I feel like the, for the EP part of it, the bonus tracks, yeah, they were okay. I love these bonus tracks. Th- this is actually what lifted the album to a nine out of ten for me. Um, All right, babe. I feel like what lifted it was that second half of the main album. Um, it lifted it up. It actually did lift it up to a ten out of ten. Although I had to knock it down a little bit after the EP. The EP. Square Hammer is the perfect introduction into this band. Um, mm. Just a catchy, infectious melody like, Are you on the square? Mm. I got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's really good. I love the infectious melody. It's catchy. I love that song. It's a five out of five. It's a perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nocturnal Me, which was the Echo and the Bunnymen. Um. Four of these bonus tracks were covers. Mm-hmm. Um, this was an Echo and the Bunnyman cover. Ah, okay, sorry. If you ever heard of Echo and the Bunnyman. Uh, no, I have not. Um, we might visit some of their stuff. Their stuff's interesting. Um, okay. And they called this EP Pope Star. Get it? Uh, I, I get it, yep. Ooh. Oh, are you still there? I'm here, yep. 
I thought I watched it for a second. Yeah, um, that's fine. Pop Star is interesting. I thought the Nocturnal Me was interesting. I believe it's the weakest cover. That's the Simon Mobile Disco cover. Which one, I believe, or Missionary Man? I believe. I would agree with you. Pretty weak cover. And then Missionary Man is the Eurythmics cover. I was wondering why that's not familiar. Yes, it's a Eurythmic song. That would make and, sense. And they did a great job with it. Yeah, they did. And then Bible, I, 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 I'm just blown away by that song. Beautiful song. It's by a Swedish band called the Imperia. Never heard of them, but that sounds like I might be interested in trying those guys too. Um, really good, really good stuff. I. Real, I really enjoyed that um song, and I've heard the original too. Okay, and the original is not as good as the ghost one, but all right. But yeah, I I very much enjoyed this album. Yeah, I can. It's pretty good. Pope's R.E.P. kind of knocked it down a bit for me, but other than that, it was fine. Um. But you would have rated it a 10 out of 10 without the Pope Star. Without the Pope Star would have been a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I sort of did it two ways. I did it without Pope Star and with Pope Star. 8.8 out of 10 without Pope Star, 9 out of 10 with Pope Star. Okay. Because I had four fives and one four. Uh huh. Yeah, I believe track was four. All right. Bad Wolves. Wow, we're going to get right into that one. Okay. Oh, yes. I love this album. <laughs> All fives. This is a perfect album for me. Yep. I would agree with you. Although I did... Although I feel like the there was like the first two were were not great. And then once Zombie kicked in and once I saw that they actually did a pretty good cover of Zombie, I was just like, okay, I'm down. I got you. I got your vibe now. Freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, people compare them to Five Finger Death Punch. And I'm like, I'm like, if Five Finger Death Punch can be this good, I'm like, I'm like, let me know because I haven't heard a good Five Finger Death Punch ra- record since 09. Oh, jeez. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't heard a fi- good Five Finger Death Punch record ever. So, yeah, their, their first two records are good. Um, and then it just gets to, I don't give a F. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. All right. Officer Down, I really like that one. It's an abrasive start. I'll give you that. Thank you. It is abrasive. With the pull the trigger on the bleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was getting to that point where I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> there you go, just start. <laughs> And then, and then the chorus kicks in, and you're like, "Oh wow!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. At least that was only three minutes and twenty nine seconds of your life. Mm-hmm. Learn to live. I liked a lot too. Um, as another monster riff, and it's really freaking strong stuff. No masters. The third track, another monster riff. Mm-hmm. There's a catchy chorus, and the playing on this album's unreal. Zombie. Can we can we commend these guys for doing this cover well? 
Yeah, I totally have to tell you. They I was expecting this to be one of the those really overproduced covers. Um and you know the story behind it, don't you? Do you? I have not heard the story behind this. Go for it. Lars Reardon was supposed to sing on this record the day she died. Oh. Oh wow. What's supposed to sing on the Bad Wolves cover? Oh my god. She was definitely breathing. But that's what that's why it was so sparse. Oh my god. Yeah. And that would have brought that cover to another level. Oh yeah. Oh man, that that sucks. Yeah. And it was just it was just really good. Run for your life. Yeah, this is where I'm going to let you go on because you are the track by track guy and I'm just a overall album guy. Right. Another awesome song. Remember when that song is really good. Yeah, there's some really good stuff right in the middle here. Yeah, Remember When is such a powerful song. And that song is about him. His brother almost murdered him mm. over drugs. He's in jail. Mm. He left him for dead. Oof. And it was basically a letter to his brother. Yikes. Better the Devil is really good. Another awesome song. Love the heaviness. Jesus Slaves, another really good song. Hear Me Now. That's the duet song. Mm-hmm. With Diamante. Okay. Um, really good stuff here. Um, um, I love the harmonies. It's another great song. Truth or Dare. I didn't really write notes here. <laughs> I did not. I was Go like enjoying it. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten. Five out of five. Really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I really appreciated this album. The forty-nine minutes and fourteen seconds were well spent. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, they did an excellent job. Yes, they did. Now we'll take a break for the mid-roll. Mm-hmm. I'll actually stop the recording here. And we'll go to Come On, Come On and Walk the Moon. What if nothing after these messages? Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Did you know that you could be using this spot to advertise your company or business? Well, I've done the research, and PodcastInsights.com report that podcast listeners are loyal, affluent, and mostly college-educated, but most importantly, are five times more likely to interact with the ad they hear on their favorite podcast than an ad from any other medium. If you would like to advertise your company or brand with our network, it's simple. All you have to do is send an email to marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. I'll say it one more time, marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com, and we hope to hear from you soon. We're back from our commercial interruption there. Um, Mary Chapin Carpenter, an album you grew up with. Indeed, indeed. That I am going to piss all over. Not piss, but... but you Not all over it. it. 
not all of it, but some of the tracks are the good tracks are good, the bad tracks are bad. How about mm-hmm. that? That works. Number 31 in the US, number six on the country charts. Q rated a 4.5 out of Rolling Stone here, which mm. is a thing I will never say again. Oh. <laughs> Everyone else gave it like an A or like three out of four, three point five out of four, mm-hmm. one point five out of five. So the hard way, good opener, good very opener. good opener. Yep, three point five out of five. Yep, he thinks he'll keep her four out of five. All right, yeah, good one. Good, good, good secondary track. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the Blues it was a big disconnect for me. 2.5 out of 5. It is a slow song. I'll give you that one. Um, I Feel Lucky, 4 out of 5. I'll give you that one. Um, 1993 Grammy Best Country Female Performance. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bog, 4 out of 5. This it is a Mark Knopfler for Dire Straits cover. Yes, and it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. Um, mm-hmm. Not too much to ask the Joe Diffie duet. duet track. Mm-hmm. Three out of five. A bit of a disconnect. I, it is a bit of a disconnect. You're right. Um. Passionate Kisses, though, 4.5 out of 5. Really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Only 0.5 out of 5? All right. I, I know you like that song. You adore that song, but... I love it, me, yeah. But for me, it's a bit of a disconnect. I Am a Town. Big disconnect for me. But it connected with me because that's what I live. Yeah, I I can understand that. Two out of five. All right, four. Walking Through Fire, this should have been the closing track. Oh, I like where you're going with that. Four out of five. All right. Close on that note. Because I can give you that one. Come on, come on, three out of five and 1.5 out of five respectively. Mm Mm-hmm. Just drag the out. My bad. All right, that's fair. Um, overall, three point two out of five, six point two out of six point four out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some songs that disconnected with me. Some songs that connected. Not as good as Linda Ron said. <laughs> no, she was not a new revelation for you. No. Some of the songs were okay, some of them were not. Hey, mm-hmm. Mike. Walk the Moon. Big, okay. big, big disconnect. I can see why. Time Bomb single? Good. Good. 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, I can give you that one. If this is the direction they're going, I like it. Yep. You know, and this in was terms really of the album, though. Oh my god, 
if Time Bomb was the opener to to be to this because I rated everything as a whole package. Mm-hmm. I this album infinitely better. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, press restart. Uh didn't like this one at all. Yeah. Let's just I actually had to readjust the rating a little bit. Let me see what you readjusted the rating to. Uh, three and a half out of five, seven out of ten. Okay. I could see that, but but I am a lot. And the only reason it's that high is because of time bomb. If it was what if nothing, it would be a lot lower. Yes. Um one foot is a good single and kamikaze is a good single. The singles yeah. here are good. The singles are good. The rest of the tracks, unlike with their prior album, were not. It just left a bad taste in my mouth and the album felt disjointed. I agree with the disjointed feel. And that's going to be... It actually reminded me, and I'm going to reveal one of my picks for a future Bad Albums episode. U2's No Line on the Horizon. It reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. Just no direction. No. No, literally no line on the horizon. Yeah. Apropos title. Apropos title. It was just bad. Sound of Awakening was the worst track on this album. One out of five. Jeez. That's, uh, okay. Six minutes of nothingness. (laughs) Okay. Bullshit. It was not good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. One out of five. I just need another bad track, two out of five, and then the last four tracks I rated three out of fives. Like, they're all right, not offensive. Okay. So I gave it a 40 out of 70, which is 2.85 out of five, 5.7 out of 10. Wow. Okay. And that's with Time Bomb. Mm. And I can't imagine if I didn't didn't listen to Time Bomb. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. your documentary that we forgot about. Yes, and this is called Holly Near Singing for Our Lives. This is this was on PBS at the beginning of this month, and it the, detailed the life and activist legacy of folk legend Holly Near. Holly Near, okay. Mm-hmm. And what do you like about this documentary? I just liked that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just, you know, talking heads. You also got to see some of the stuff they were talking about. You got to see some of the places in California. You got to see, like, some of the things that you wouldn't have expected that Holly Near would have been on as a character actress in the early 70s. Right. It was just a different feeling for me. And then, of course, you have the people like Jane Fonda and Gloria Steinem who are talking about Holly Near and how they how she affected them, and some other people as well, including an ex-husband of Jane Fonda. So it was overall a good documentary. Overall, I really, really liked it. I'm gonna watch it um, and give you my thoughts on it next week. I'm um, awesome. a big documentary fan. 
Um, I understand also, totally. City. Yep. Um, that's a good documentary. I'm gonna watch that documentary. It's on Pluto right now. Which one? Yeah. Sound City. Sound City. Okay. It, it's up for free on Pluto. Okay. Which is the free TV? Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone knows what it is, so that's why everyone yeah. should know what it is because it's an amazing app. I agree. Um, has some of the most randomness stuff on it. Okay. Um, but Sound City's on there, and and yeah, I really enjoyed talking today. I enjoyed talking with you today too, Danny. Um, albums and... for next week. Yes. Kirby Crackle. I'm going to sort of tip my hand a little bit here. I didn't like it. What, Kirby Crackle? Yeah, I thought it was a little too acoustic-y for my taste. Okay, so this is Suburban Hearts and Vigilante. Hymns. Hymns. And Phil Collins, No Jacket Required are my picks. And I'm doing two Alice in Chains records. The most recent Alice in Chains record. Rainier Fog and Dirt. And Dirt. The classic one. Yep. The classic one. Indeed. One of my old favorites. Um, mm-hmm. Um, so... Thank you all for listening and keep those horns Indeed. up.